friends, Naria here, and welcome to the next episode of Naria Lamera Nutrition. Today, we are going to review 10 tips that are going to help you to lose your first 10 pounds and keep them off. For, so for many of you who have been trying to do the diets for years and years today, we're going to talk about solid tips. These are things that have worked for my top clients and patients that I work. I remember at this point, I work with thousands of individuals. So let's get to it. The first tip, being real, <laughs> setting realistic goals. Don't aim for something high. One of the biggest things I see with individuals who are not successful is that they do too much too soon. Start nice and small. You have to go through the steps. Step one, step two, step three, you can't skip. And if you skip, you eventually will be forced to go back. Now, these Goals can be nice and easy. So, for example, if you're looking to lose weight, again, going back to the behaviors, what behavior do I need to focus on today to help me with the weight loss? The behavior can be nice and easy. For example, I am going to focus on my protein intake. Why is protein so important? Protein is going to help with satiety. Therefore, so for most individuals who feel hungry after a meal, let's say an hour or two after a meal, it's usually because their protein intake was just not enough. How much protein do you need? That's going to be variable one person to the next. There are so many different formulas you can use. Make sure if you're using Google, um, you're going to a .org or a .edu. I avoid as much as possible going to .coms because, again, everyone has an opinion. And if you go into the, Google, into the internet and start Googling, you're going to go into a deep rabbit hole of people's opinions. Some being correct and some being incorrect. Um, that can take years in that, or that can take hours out of your life. So nice and easy, a starter.org, .edu's. And you can always try Google Scholar. That's nice and easy. It's a free resource. Look at what the research has to say. When you do your research, make sure you do actual research, not just Googling, right? So protein goals. Figure out what your protein is, protein goal is for your meal. Then try to meet that for your breakfast and see how much fuller you're going to feel throughout the day. And again, being honest, if you know that, hey, I want to meet my protein goal, but I don't know what proteins are, start there. What is a protein? Where can I, hide, where, where can I find proteins? Right? So make a list of things that you're willing to eat, things that you, your family likes if you're cooking for your family. Make a list when you go to the grocery store. You have your list nice and ready. And again, the easier you make it, the more likely you're going to achieve these goals. So if you go to the grocery store and you know you're not going to have time, you're going to have a thousand meetings, you're going to work 10-hour days or 14-hour days, have pre-cooked chicken. They have it at Costco. I see it all the time at any stores. Pre-cooked, pre-cut, pre-measured, I mean pre-everything. It may be a little bit more costly, but it's going to help you get to your goals. And see it as a short-term solution. So then later, when you have more time, you get more comfortable, you can buy that raw chicken, you can cook it, you can measure it, and so forth. But if you're just starting, make it easy. Now, one of the biggest things, tip number two. Remember, awareness precedes change. So if you need to know what is your calorie deficit, how many calories do I need to cut, how many calories do I need to add, depending if your goal is to gain weight or lose weight, what can we do to inform ourselves? Logging, nice and easy, using journaling. There's different apps. There's so many different apps. Many are not verified, so just be careful. That app that I use for my clients is better that is verified, which it better be. <laughs> so many dietitians are using it. But 
use one of the free resources. And what you can do is look at the nutrition facts and see if it compares to the app. Is it the same? If not, put notes for yourself. But make sure, hey, let me start journaling to see if I need to cut calories. How many calories do I need to cut? Or do I need to add calories? A lot of the times weight loss does not start with weight with cutting calories. It starts with adding more calories. And I know it's like, no, it doesn't make sense. I'm trying to lose weight. I need a calorie deficit. Guys, this is what I do as a profession. I know you need to be in a calorie deficit. But remember, what happens when we don't fuel our bodies? What can happen? We can start to feel tired, fatigued. What does that result in? It's going to start to affect your performance throughout the day, your performance with your physical activity. You're not going to perform as, as good, right? You have to make sure that you uh, fuel your body adequately. Otherwise, you're going to feel those effects and you're going to start to see them looking very thin, fragile, maybe losing hair. There's going to be some signs that your body is not getting enough. So if your body's not getting enough, add the calories. And if you see in your journaling that you need to cut, cut some. Don't cut too many. Cut, cut, make sure that you start nice and slow. And again, that's going to be different for everyone. But start with logging. What do I need to do? How much am I eating now? Logging can also help you understand what's happening throughout the day. So, for example, if you typically feel hungry at night and the snackies come along, or if you feel hungry midday or after lunch, why, am I, why do I feel this way? Why do I have a migraine? Why do I have a headache? Why do I feel this way? Logging can really help you kind of be, do detective work and find out the answers to these things. What I see, again, is that most individuals to do the snackies in the afternoon or at nighttime, they're not meeting their protein, fiber, or water goals. That's what I see with, I would say, most individuals. So again, go back to logging. What do I need to change? Did I not have enough protein for breakfast or lunch? Did I not have enough water? Did I not have enough fiber? What happened that made me crave some more food in the afternoon? And sometimes it goes back to stress in your eating patterns, which is a whole other podcast. So if you're cutting those highly processed foods, try to have more of the limited, limited processed foods or the, the less processed foods, more whole grains, more fruits, more vegetables, more lean meats, going back to the basics, kind of like the Mediterranean diet. I personally like the Mediterranean diet, but I'm very flexible with my diet. So one day you may see me salmon and the next day you may see me with something totally random. Maybe again, those carne asada fries. But most of the time I am following my type of lifestyle that I know this is going to be what's going to help me with my current goal. So if my current goal is to maintain my weight, then I know where I need to be. But I'm still going to be flexible with it. But most of my diet to reduce inflammation in my body, to help me keep my labs within normal limits and so forth, is going to be to follow the less processed food intake, more fruits, vegetables, talk about fiber, more whole grains, nice and easy. Get comfortable with that. But I understand how this can be difficult. One of the biggest things I hear from my clients is, Naria, I shouldn't eat the cupcakes. I shouldn't eat the donut. I feel bad because of it. This is going to cause me to gain weight. I get it, guys. I get it. I mean, it's very difficult to have a different mindset when social media, our friends, our family, everyone is telling us, don't do this if you want to lose weight. Why are you eating that donut or that cupcake or those fries if you're trying to lose weight? That's the general public's education. That's their opinion. It's fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. But if you're working on your health goals, your weight management goals, it's important that you get your information from someone who's qualified, a professional that knows what they're doing. And again, my most successful clients have been the most comfortable being flexible, getting comfortable being uncomfortable in order to grow you have to try something different. 
if you continue to do the same thing, what's going to happen? The same results. And we're not trying to get the same results over, over and over again. So get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. You have to learn. You have to adapt because we're going to go on vacations where people are going to get sick. Um, holidays are going to come around. And usually what happens when the family comes together? Food comes too. And you don't want to get, be at a point that I shouldn't eat that food. That's bad food. There's too much sugar. There's too much there. Relax, guys. Relax. All in moderation. If you have it once in a while, no, no one's going to care. Your body's not going to care. Right? But if you have it all the time and if it's more of a habit, then yeah, that's a totally different story. But you have to learn to be flexible. You have to be uncomfortable, at least at the beginning, until you learn how to adapt and have everything in moderation. Like I always tell my clients, all foods fit, but we're going to make sure that we're mindful of the frequency and the portion. Nice and easy. Now, if you're my client or if you heard my other podcasts or you're part of my groups or following my social media, you know by now how seriously I take this next one. Fiber, are you meeting your fiber goal? If you haven't re reviewed my other podcasts, make sure you do so. But fiber is so important for satiety. And again, most individuals to do the snackies or have larger portions in the afternoon is usually, are usually, be is usually because they're not meeting their protein and fiber goals. That's usually just what it is. So because of that, review. And have I been meeting my fiber goals? And if you're like, uh, I'm not too sure, start with where do I find fiber? Once you get pretty comfortable with that, how much fiber should I have? Right. And then after kind of go, how am I going to make the goal of achieving my fiber intake easy for myself? At least again, at the beginning, at the beginning, take the supplements, try different products, but make these goals easy. That way you actually achieve them later. You can make them complicated. Next tip. How's your sleep? Adequate sleep is so important. What can happen is if you don't have adequate sleep, your hormones start to get disrupted. And it's like, what's happening? We don't know. You start to feel hungry in random times. You start to feel kind of full randomly, but more hungry. And if you're more hungry, most likely you're going to eat more. And if you're eating more, calorie surplus. Calorie surplus means weight gain. So if you haven't prioritized your sleep, definitely start there. Honestly, before you even think about the nutrition part, Usually I like to start my clients with how are your sleep patterns? If your sleep is inadequate, we need to focus on that. Also stress, if that's not good, we need to learn stress management techniques. But many times when we think about weight management, it doesn't actually connect, at least initially to the food, is going to be connected to what's causing the increased intake of food, which can be emotions, inadequate sleep, and so forth. Next tip, this is a, this is a really interesting one, physical activity. And I say it's interesting because I think most individuals are willing to put a massive amount of effort in their physical activity routine, but not that same type of love into their nutrition because, and again, this is just from my opinion, working with as many individuals as I have, and this even includes myself before, I feel that many individuals feel if I work out a lot, I will start to lose weight from that, or that's going to highly impact the calories that my body needs. And again, if you haven't heard my podcast on basal metabolic rate and how the physical activity uh, impacts your caloric intake, then you should definitely go back and listen to that. But in short, physical activity only impacts the amount of calories so much, about 10, 15, 15%, meaning 90, 85% is going to be based on nutrition. Physical activity is very important for your mood. Um, and yes, it does help with the caloric intake. 
right? Or how many calories you need to be in a calorie deficit. Not a lot, but enough to help you in a calorie deficit. So let's say you increase your physical activity enough to where it gives you another 50 calories and then you cut your calories by 50. That's 100 calories, nice and easy. That will help you go into a calorie deficit that you don't have to cut 100 calories from your food. You just technically cut 50 calories and add a little bit more physical activity. What does that little bit mean? It, again, it's every, it's every, it's very different for every person. It depends on so much. And you can even do something nice and easy. Like if you're doing 5,000 steps a day, increase it to maybe 10,000 steps and see how that goes. It takes time for your body to adjust to these changes. Remember, where we are at today didn't happen overnight. It took years. So when you're trying to change these things, you have to be patient with the process. Simple. And when you're doing a physical activity, make sure it's something that you do that, that it's fun, something you enjoy. Um, and at the end of the day, it might not be something that you do out of pure joy. You do it out of just knowing that you have to. Knowing you have to do it for your health, for your mood, for your energy levels. It's not always because you just feel so thrilled to do physical activity. I think out of most of my days, maybe 80% of the time, me, I'm thinking, oh, I don't feel like it. But I know I have to for myself, so then I do it. But it's not always going to be because I feel like doing it. So when I do physical activity, I like to do something that I do enjoy. So think, what do you like to do? If you have a family, what can you do? If you have a dog, maybe walk the dog a little bit more. If you like cycling, have a ball on the bike. If you like water, go swimming. Do something that you enjoy. There's so many different types of physical activity. It's not always at the gym. If you like the gym, hey, great. But not all of us do, and that's okay. Now, next tip mindful eating many times when we consume our snacks or our meals we tend to do it in front of a screen now i'm not saying that you can never eat in front of a screen because i know i definitely do but you need to start to be more mindful especially again if this is new to you what does that mean that means that hey if i want some doritos and i want to watch netflix and just chill that means i'm going to portion out the doritos in a bowl so that way i can have that portion i'm going to start to be more mindful and ideally, you want to get to the point that you're eating without any distraction, distractions because, again, you're going to be more mindful if you're not on your phone, if you're not on your tablet, if you're not on your computer, if you're not on your TV. It's just you and the food. You in the kitchen, try to limit the distractions as much as possible. But the days that you do want to eat, maybe in front of the TV and watch a movie, portion it out. Be more mindful of what you're doing. You're going to see that calories can add up fairly quickly. Part of this uh, mindful eating includes... The journaling we talked about a few minutes, the journaling really helps you be aware of what you're doing. Sometimes we do things just completely out of habit. Then when we start to note it down, we start to pay attention. We start to realize, ah, maybe this was part of the problem. And if this was part of the problem, then what can I do to change it? And if it's a big thing, start with one little thing to, again, make the process easier for the change. <clears throat> Again, the easier you make achieving your goals, the more likely you're going to achieve them. Don't start too intense. Try to go nice and easy because most of us can do anything for a few months. After we're going to get tired, someone's going to get sick, someone's going to go on vacation, whatever the situation, and those old habits start to creep back in. So you want to say, hey, what can I do that I know I can keep doing for the rest of my life? And that's where you're going to have your answer. Now, next one, who's a meal skipper? I know we work, we're busy, we have family and so forth. I, I get it, guys. I have a family, I work, I, I do everything too. Um, but skipping meals is one of the worst things you could do. And honestly, I would say 90% of the people that I work with 
in my practice and out in the clinical world do it. Most people do skip meals, right? And that's not healthy for the gastrointestinal system. Now, but going back to the weight management part, what happens when most of us skip meals? We tend to have a massive meal for lunch and or dinner. And if we skip lunch, most likely dinner is going to be this massive size burrito. And then after, we usually lay down and go to sleep. All right. And sometimes after the massive burrito, we maybe have some dessert or something like that. That can have a massive amount of calories. Think of eating one burrito can have, let's say, 2000 calories. Then and I'm being a little, eh, let's say a little bit more than that. But let's say 2000. Then you have a dessert after that dessert can easily have 3000 calories. And let's say your calorie deficit is 2000 calories, but then you're easily going over a thousand calories. So what is that going to do? Your weight's going to go up. And what you could do too is you're, you could possibly be having just enough calories to maintain your weight. But it's not only on the calories. You really should be focusing on your body composition and your labs. So what, what is that burrito doing to your body? And most likely you're not going to find out right away. It's probably going to take years. But when that does happen, it's not going to happen in a convenient time. It's going to be very, very annoying, very irritating, affect your quality of life. No one's going to be happy. It's going to be a very difficult time, not for only you, but your family. So a lot of these changes are not just for you. It's for your family, especially for your kids. Now, compare this to an individual that plans their meals. Three meals a day, about 500 calories each. Maybe some snacks. Everyone's different. Again, some people need, want snacks and so forth. It doesn't matter. The point is you plan your meals accordingly. You even, let's say in time, add your macros. I'm going to meet my protein goal. I'm going to do this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This individual had three meals a day, but their calorie they were in a calorie deficit. So they're going to start to lose weight. But most people feel like, Nara, you're putting me on three meals a day. I'm eating more. How am I going to lose weight? When in reality, no. We monitor your intake with each meal. You're actually going to be in a calorie deficit, but you're going to be eating more frequently, not necessarily more calories, just more frequently. And that can make a big difference for your GI system, your weight management goals, your blood sugar levels, your cholesterol. I mean, talk about it and it probably has some type of impact, <laughs> positive impact. Last one, don't give all the credit to the scale. Celebrate your non-skilled victories. Celebrate your habits, your lifestyle changes. These are massive because if you're changing your habits and your lifestyle, the outcome is going to be the weight change. Don't celebrate what the scale says. Celebrate those behavioral changes because that's going to be what's going to dictate the success of you feeling better, of you having more energy, of you not having so many migraines and headaches from being dehydrated. Um, you actually being a calorie deficit, maybe decreasing your body fat percentage, increasing your lean body mass. It's going to be based on your behaviors. Again, behaviors, lifestyle, behaviors, lifestyle. I can't go back to that. Every time I sign someone on, I tell them that normally I don't focus so much on how much do you weigh, how much do you weigh. I focus on what, what's your log telling me? What are you telling me? What am I seeing your behaviors? Because I know as long as you're changing, that skill is going to change. I just need to know what are we doing here with the behaviors. Celebrate all successes, not just the skill. Your body composition, your mood your understanding about nutrition and health, trying not to punish yourself of, hey, I had a donut yesterday. Now I have to do two hours of cardio. That's not how our bodies work. That's not. And I say this again because I remember when I used to do this before and the um, massive amount of people that I've worked with, most individuals do these things. I know it's normal for us to do these. Why? Because social media is telling us, our family is telling us. 
So if everyone's telling us this, it must be true. And friends, it's not. It's not. I'm telling you. It, it's really not. But it's uncomfortable changing this because our brain is going to go back to wait. Hold on. You've been doing this for 30 years or so. What are you doing now? Now you can eat a donut and lose weight. Your brain is going to say these things. It's normal. It's normal for this to happen. So friends, I hope you found these tips helpful. But remember, at the end of the day, losing weight, even gaining weight, it can be a struggle for both. But no matter what your goal is, you have to be patient and you have to be consistent. If the only two things you get from this podcast is that patience and consistency, I am happy <laughs> because it's true. You have to be very patient. You have to be very consistent. Just don't stop. You're going to get there. You just have to give yourself time and give your body time to adapt too. All right. So make sure if you have any questions, comment below, send me an email, Naria Lemaire, NLN at gmail.com and make sure to, sh- to follow and like and share. Till next time. Bye friends.